Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Ezra, it's your best friends. Please open up the door. We need your help. We've made a terrible mistake. Actually, it was mostly Tokus. What's that, Master? Uh, General Cure-All. It's pretty nasty. I'm going to pretend that it's watermelon flavored. You managed to choke it down. Please don't make me get on the ship. Just listen to the sound of the water. That makes it worse. I'd like to make a persuasion check. I rolled a natural one. You are now charmed by me. You hear the bells on dock ringing, and you find yourselves venturing out into the Grand Bay to unknown destinations. Do you have any Dramamine? Uh, maybe a bucket that I can carry around with me? Oh, I'll give you a bucket. You're going to be swabbing <laughs> the decks. Set up a place to sit. I'll get you a sack of potatoes to start peeling. You know where I'm from, we leave the skin on the potatoes. Do we have reason to suspect anyone on the ship? One of the older ones has scroll cases hanging from his belt. A magic wielder? Why is he a sailor on a ship? I'm going to, again, use my empathic ability to make an insight check to gain uncanny insight about one humanoid insight within 30 <laughs> feet. I'm going to go... The, the guy who's talking to the dude at the helm, the older guy, the older gentleman, I'm going to observe him for a little while. Okay. I got a 19 on my empathic check, my insight. So you're watching him. You just get the feeling that he's been on ships for a lot of his life, and he's likely one of the most experienced ones here. He seems to know what he's doing in general, but he also you also get the feeling that he's hanging back and avoiding you. Like he would move to the hmm. other side of the ship whenever you got close to mopping up his area. Hmm. Okay. So he's avoiding us? At least Shaba. He's just kind of standing back, making sure that there's someone between you and him. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Maybe he's just scared of him. Scared of giant folk. He occasionally pulls out a small handheld device, basically a ring box size, and he opens it up and looks inside and uh, talks to the okay. helmsman some more. <laughs> out of character, mm. I know what that is, but Shaba probably doesn't. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It probably looks like some sort of mechanical device, so I nudge Tokus and I'm like, hey, what's that thing he's holding? That guy. See the guy who's next to the man at the helm who keeps like talking to him? Like, mm-hmm. giving him directions? Like, what's he? What's that thing in his hand? So, out of character, would Tokus know what a compass is? I think so. Yes. Okay. Well, you see, Shaba, see, that checks the magnetic <laughs> polarity of the planet, and it tells him where... <laughs> and I, I have to slow it down for Shaba to get it. What's I'm like, magnetic, so... and what's polarity? And what's a planet? And what's a planet? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's, let's go back to basics here first. <laughs> so this land that we're on, right? The stuff we stand on? That we're on we're water. on land. The, the stuff that holds the water. Okay. So this right. is this is this is our, our world, and right? And so you give me like a little like lesson in physics and okay. All right. So this is our world, <laughs> and our world is what's called uh, magnetic. In other words, there's this field of energy, but it's not quite magical in nature. Would you just, say it's just has like it. the kind of energy that surrounds us and this binds and us binds together? Us and, and binds us. Together. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've flown from one side of the galaxy to the other, and I've never seen this any mystical energy force. <laughs> so, and this magical force, well, it feels like it might be magic. Um, certain metals react to it. Okay. And Dude, what if the force was actually just like electromagnetism the whole time? <laughs> oh my gosh, mind blown. Okay. Continue. Explains the telekinesis. <laughs> and so, and so, Shaba, and I like slow down, like for this really crucial part. I slow down, I'm like, so if you have a metal that reacts to this thing called magnetism, it will point a certain way, and that certain way, you're familiar with north, right? South, east, west. Yep. North is cold. The way that the sun. South is hot. <laughs> yep. So, what's crazy about that thing he has, that device? is that it actually will point in the direction that is north. Oh. So he knows where north is. So who cares? But that's amazing, Java. <laughs> it's technology and science. You can't be amazed by this. You're probably just wondering why not look at the sun. Yeah, I mean... Right, yeah. 
the, yeah, the sun is up there. The stars are there. You can use those to... No, 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 Shaba. We need a device. We need science to tell us where North is. <laughs> okay. Shaba's like, I've been telling North my whole life. It's, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. I do it in my sleep. You just look up. You open your eyes and you look at the stars and you tell. Well, Shaba, not everybody's as skilled with you and under- your understanding, your innate you know, breadth of knowledge of nature. Like some people are more like me. We understand science and we want to put a little piece of metal in a little, you know, device, little box, put it on a spindle or some water and watch it spin. I see. Okay. Oh, oh, that's North. Yeah. So some people are stupid about some things and some people are stupid about other things. (laughs) That makes sense to me. That sums up the conversation pretty nicely. <laughs> well, okay, hang on, hang on. But Chaba, it is useful. What if there was a storm, or what if you couldn't see, like in the middle of the night, where, you know, or you didn't understand the stars? When the clouds, when the clouds are out, clouds. it's very difficult to see the stars. Yeah. So, see, you see the use of technology versus nature. Yeah, I mean, you you probably even like use the moss on the trees and, and stuff like that. You probably know how to tell otherwise, but out at open sea, it would probably be. Yeah, there's no the only real way. Moss grows on the north side of the ship. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, I kind of understand, like, about 5% of what you just said, Tokus. But thank you for trying to explain it. Just for everybody to understand, this took, like, 30 minutes of explaining. (laughs) Like, I, I, like, explained... the Cliff Notes version of the actual conversation. Yeah. 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 (laughs) And so, like, at the end, like, Shaba, you're probably like, "Uh uh-huh. All right, sure. (laughs) I'll go along with it. Uh, So, once we are done making our observations... And, like, discussing them amongst ourselves, I say, why don't we go up and introduce ourselves to the rest of the crew that we haven't met yet? Uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's start talking to people, see what we can find out. Well, I mean, more in, in the vein of just saying, hi, these are our names, and we're here on this ship with you guys, so we would like to, like, you know, make small talk and say hello mm-hmm. so they know who we are. Okay, so we'll go toward the helm. Where the at least two guys are. Just those two. Just those two. And then where are the captain and his first mate? They're on the aft deck, kind of over and behind. That would be the poop deck. Yeah, the the poop deck, that's usually where... Okay, so they're they're up, like, higher than the the, the guy at the helm and the older. Yes, dude. they're higher than the main deck, behind. All right, we'll ascend the stairs to the quarter deck and kind of sidle up beside the older man and the dude at the helm. Especially the older guy who's wearing the military uniform who's kind of scared of me. I'll go up and put my arm around him. Well, he's the one with the scrolls, too, isn't he? Right, yeah. He backs away to the opposite side of the helmsman as you get closer. Oh, before we even get there? Yeah. I keep going awkwardly and, like, just keep sliding toward him. (laughs) Does he keep moving away? He kind of nervously moves away a little bit, but if you're persistent enough, he'll let you get closer. <laughs> yeah, he he like gets all the way to the railing of the ship and has nowhere else to go. And then I just kind of like go up next him. to him and yeah, put my arm around him. I'm like, hi, my name is Shaba. I'm born of Crag and Thunder. How are you? <laughs> I was doing better before you came up and put your arm around me. Why don't you like me? I want to be friends. <laughs> Could you love me? <laughs> Do you love me? You want to come to a club where people wee on each other? <laughs> it's funny because we're on a boat <laughs> I just have a hard time with newer people Especially when they're so big Yeah, I'm sorry I'm so big I can't help it, really <laughs> Something I've always been self-conscious about all my life Especially when I hang out with humans uh, Or go to human cities Or go to human parties What about hanging out with halflings and gnomes? Well, that's fine Because there's clearly a size difference already It doesn't really matter how much of a difference it is It's always going to be there But with humans, they get weird So let's not make this weird Because it takes two to make it awkward When you say that, he ducks out from under your arm and says, <laughs> Yes, let's not make this weird <laughs> Uh, yeah, okay, well, my name's Shaba, like I said, what's your name? Arvad Reshef. You strike me as a man who knows the sea. Is that an accurate statement? It is. I'm a navigator here. This is, which one again? The the older dude who is giving okay. direction to the man at the helm. Yeah, he, he's not that old, he's just one of the older crew members, probably in his 40s. Yeah, but he's got the uniform that we investigated and the scrolls you saw. Mm-hmm. Arvad, you said? Yes. Arvad Reshef. In medieval times, 40s are pretty old. Well, uh, I hope you're a good navigator. I am. 
I have had much experience. Good, because I have none. <laughs> so, <laughs> if we want to get where we're going, which, by the way, we have two stops to make before we go home? That's correct. What can you tell me about the places that we're going to? The This Lavenport and the island of Triviset? Are they, like, friendly places? Are they dangerous? There are a lot of scoundrels about? Fortunately for us, most places are friendly to traders from Ormog. Hmm. That's good. So we shouldn't have too much to worry about as long as we don't go looking for trouble. I tend not to go out too much in the cities, so I don't know much about them. I stick to the water as much as I can. <clears throat> don't blame you. If that's what you know, that's, what, that's where you got to be, right? Well, would you mind uh, introducing my friends and I, and I point over to the two little people. No offense, but the captain's kind of a stickler, and he's not very nice to us. I'm probably not the best person for this job either, but... That's exactly uh, why I chose you, sir. <laughs> There's never a bad time to get out of your shell and become a social butterfly like the rest of us. <laughs> you can never have too many friends in this world. So if you're not friends with the people that you're sailing with, then who are you friends with, really? That's why you're friends with a badger, right? Yep. Because I never discount anybody's friendship unless they don't want to be friends. Well, uh, this is the helmsman, Alshaz Ursaf. Ah, Alshaz. I want to say Tokus and I at the tavern heard that name. I think you did. I have it in my notes. Uh, so wait, are we getting introduced to Alshaz now? If you want to call it being introduced, he's not really doing much <laughs> as far as that goes. <laughs> oh, hi there. I, you know, I was, I was so curious. I saw you have um, this array of scrolls around your belt. What what are those for? By the way, this is Tokus. Oh, hi. Pleased, pleased to meet you. And I go for the handshake. And I'm Aslo. And I shake his hand. And then I turn to the other guy, shake his hand. And then I introduce him to Shaba. And then I introduce myself to them again. And then I introduce Aslo and Tokus to both of them. And then them. I introduce Shaba to Shaba. <laughs> <laughs> These scroll cases, they're for my maps and charts. Uh, it's important to know where's safe and where's not in the water. I whispered to Aslo, a little disappointed. I was hoping those were magical scrolls. Yeah, I look over at you and do the air quotes and say, Maps and charts. <laughs> <laughs> wink, wink. Oh, right. And I wink at you like... Ah. I, see, I see them. I notice this happening and I kind of like get with it. And I'm like, can you show us your favorite map? I know you probably take great pride in all of your cool maps and charts. Which one's your, your best one? I've never seen a map before. I always just, you know, navigate, like, because I'm smart in <laughs> navigating. So, we were just talking about that. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Shaba knows where the sun is and the stars. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I, I'm really good at knowing where the sun is. And where the moss grows. <laughs> I don't generally show these to people because they're rather valuable. Are they secret maps? Is that what you're trying to say? They're not secret, it's just that the knowledge is valuable. No, it's a map to the secret room, or where the, the treasure is. Yeah, right? That's Well, that's what I'm trying to get at. So the knowledge on these maps of the known world is valuable. Here you go. He picks through his scroll cases, finds one, and pulls out a piece of parchment. This, this one, I suppose, is fairly well known. This charts some of the waters in the bay and the surrounding area. And he unfurls it for us? He unrolls it, and just, it just looks like basically a map of the coastline. Not a whole lot of detail on the land. But then there's various markings in the water for you don't know what. For, like, maelstroms and sinkholes and stuff? Or whatever <laughs> those funnels? Like the Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, lines going different directions and some X's every once in a while. Wow! These are cool. These maps are really liney. <laughs> <laughs> and I get, I get down and so that he can angle it so that all three of us can see it. That's really amazing. I've never really seen a map like that before. It is unusual, I suppose, to see a map more interested in the water than the land. Mm -hmm. I've always been more interested in the land myself. Well, let's continue with the introductions, shall we? Let's. I'm sort of busy, so perhaps you could introduce yourselves to the rest of the crew members. Well, we'll come back and introduce ourselves to you later, since you're so busy. Maybe we can talk more about your maps. Maybe. Thank you. Bye. Alshaz has just been watching this whole conversation, remaining quiet, holding the whipstaff steady, or occasionally adjusting it slightly from the wind. Uh, we go up to the poop deck, and where the captain and the first mate are, and I stick out my hand to the first mate. And I say, Shabadabaday, at your service. <laughs> and I am Byron Tremaine. 
Byron, you have you have a, an outstanding name. I just wanted to let you know. And you give him bardic inspiration. Yes. <laughs> oh, crap, I didn't mean to do that. No, I give it back. <laughs> I love your name. Uh, you, so you're the first mate here, I take it? I'm the first mate. Hi. What uh, duties does first mating entail? Yeah, you got any openings for a second mate? Maybe a third and a fourth? We can yeah, how much mating rules. do you do exactly? <laughs> I don't believe it's mating season. That's the wrong way to phrase that. (laughs) Yeah, if it's not mating season, then what are you doing aboard this ship? Actually, many ships do have second, third, fourth mate. I thought you were about to say many ships have mating seasons. (laughs) How many mates does the captain have exactly? Jeez. Sorry, Thane, I couldn't help you. Thane would like to voice his distaste for this joke. (laughs) (laughs) For this line of joking. My duties are essentially to take over for the captain when he's asleep or otherwise unavailable, Mm. and also to ensure the defense of the ship in case of pirates or sea creatures. So why don't you run through some of the defenses you have? Like, let's say we, tomorrow morning we wake up and there's five pirate ships surrounding us. What do you do? Let's go over a couple of scenarios. We turn the ship into a submarine and we, we get the hell out of there. Yeah. With our magic user. You do have a magic user on board, do you not? Every ship has one. That's what I understand. <laughs> and I've never been sailing before. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought ships were all magical. If I'm not mistaken, Kenver might dabble in the magic. Who's that? Which one's Kenver? The elf? Yes, actually. He's our lookout. Sounds like an elf name. Kenvar. 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 Kenvar? Reminds me of Kevlar, that's how I'm going to remember that one. (laughs) Kenvar, what's his last name? Penhallow. Kenvar Penhallow. He dabbles in magic, you say? I believe so. Uh, Has he ever used magic in defense of the ship? Not that I know of. All right, so like, like I was saying, so like, let's say that we have a pirate ship roll up on us. What do we do? Like, what's the drill? What, what are the, uh, what's the protocol? Yeah, the protocol. That's that's what the word I'm looking for. We would have the crew scramble for their weapons. We carry enough crossbows here to arm everyone. Okay. Uh, we also have some basic defenses that we can set up just in case while we're standing next to the banisters to use as shields of sorts. You know, Shaba. My real fear isn't necessarily pirates. Like, pirates, I understand. Pirates, you know, you you put a crossbow bolt in them and they die. But what about... Remember those stories that Captain Clapton told us about? I don't want to think about those stories. I really... I really <laughs> don't... sea monsters? Sea beasts? Like, what do you do in the event of a sea beast? Do we have some harpoons? Honestly, my greatest fear right now is that someone drops their knife at dinner and pokes a hole in the ship and we all sink and die. <laughs> well, Shaba, that's not how it works. And then I go into like a thirty-minute description of. All right, yeah, you, kidding. Yeah, you've explained buoyancy, but I'm still like I still don't really have a firm grasp on it. So I kind of think that that could possibly happen. Yeah, but the ship isn't like a balloon, Shaba. <laughs> you can't pop a ship. You're like, what's a balloon? Fortunately, the bay and the coastlines are relatively free from most sea creatures, at least of the dangerous varieties. And we should only be out at sea for a few days going to the island and back. So you're saying they exist? Well, I mean, everyone's heard tales of them. You just admitted that sea monsters are real. (laughs) Well, Captain Clapton told us that. Yeah, but we didn't believe Captain Clapton. That's your old senile roommate. (laughs) Hey, Captain Clapton happens to be a really cool guy, okay? Wait, you know, maybe these guys know Captain Clapton. Maybe we should ask about... No, let's, let's not give away any information that we don't have to. I'm trying to remain oh, okay. clandestine okay. here. I said that under my breath to, to Aslo. I was like, should we tell people about Captain Clapton? Maybe he's le- a legend. Uh, so I take it then that you've seen battle in your day, some battles. Uh, we have the occasional pirates that we have to deal with, but this is a fast ship. Usually we just outrun them. Oh, mm. okay. Good to know. So that's the protocol then. You just hightail it out of here if we see pirates. When possible. If it comes to a fight, then I would lead the men in a charge, random defenses. Do you have, like, some tigers in a cage below decks that you can, like, crank up and just release them in case the ship is boarded? That'd be a pretty sweet defense mechanism. That sounds rather dangerous. (laughs) (laughs) And stupid. Shaba, what's a tiger? Uh, I... 
don't know. <laughs> what I, I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> Some sort of cat beast? Yeah, a large... A cat- a cat- a well, so tell us about this ship. Why is it so fast? Is it fast because it's really well built, or is it fast because of magic? Because you just have extra winds? Maybe wind magic. This is one of the nicest ships I've had the opportunity to serve on. One of the best constructed. It's a smaller ship, and due to its lighter weight, while still having three masts, that allows it to harness the wind to its fullest extent and travel faster than most others. Who owns this ship? Is this Almar's actual, like, property? Or is it like some kind of joint venture thing? The captain owns this ship, but we have frequent dealings as contractors with Almar as well as others. Oh, so the captain actually owns this. All right, cool. Well, Biron, Byron, Byron, Byron. Let's let Byrons be Byrons. <laughs> Let's be as ships passing in the night. Uh, it's nice to meet right. you. You're the finest first mate I've ever had the pleasure of mating. I mean, <laughs> meeting. <laughs> You're the first mate he's ever had, or you've ever had the pleasure of meeting. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's go. Let's go meet this uh, Kenber fellow. Yeah, well, he's up in the uh, in the crow's, in the crow's nest. <clears throat> we go. We go to this the main mast and we call up to him, Kenber Penhallow. What say you? He looks down. Says, "What are you calling my name for?" We just found it out. He has kind of a weird accent for an elf. Oh, okay. Mm. You want to uh, try again? Let's. Can someone make a check to see if they recognize the accent? What kind of a check would that be? History, probably. I probably History. have no idea, but as lower tokus might. Uh, nine. Nah. Yeah. You should should have me check that check. Maybe you can. Oh, you Go can. You heard him. Oh, we already had somebody roll for it. No, okay. that's that's fine. I did slightly better. A twelve. Uh, no, you're not really sure. Oh, okay. It just doesn't sound like most elves that you've heard on land. Well, Kenver, we just found out what your name was, and we wanted to meet you. So when you come down from there, whenever that might be, come and see us, and we'll introduce ourselves. All right. Well, I'm still on duty, so... <laughs> so go <call> away. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll have, have a nice duty, and we'll see you later. Mayhaps we'll talk over lunch. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so we haven't met the dwarf or the young man yet, so let's find the... I hear we have potatoes on the menu! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're robot-shaped. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. they're like little uh, alphabets, alphabet soup but <laughs> potatoes. And now that you've met everybody, Tokus, you can begin to make little likenesses yeah, I can start, of like, every ma- yeah, exactly. person. <laughs> start. Make likenesses of all of them. But what if they get that potato in their stew? Yeah, they're going to think the ship is haunted. They'd be like, what's this? <laughs> it's a bad omen. Storms are coming. My potato was shaped like my face. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's go talk to the dwarf. The dwarf. Yeah, we'll approach the dwarf and I'll introduce myself. Aslo Tenderto, at your service. Wait, and I, I pull Aslo aside for a moment. You should let me handle this. Dwarves are basically like gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's like so racist. Okay, if, uh, yeah, if you insist, I will, I'll give you free reign on that one. Hey there. Name's Tokus. Welcome aboard. We don't often see new faces here. How's it hanging? Had any good grog recently? You are a dwarf, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> How's it hanging? And by that, I mean your beard. I'm surprised you or Shaba didn't, like, tap me on the shoulder and be like, that was rude. I definitely <laughs> thought it, yeah. Well, the, the point was to be rude. I mean, that's... I have terrible charisma. Yeah. I'm trying to play it out. You're playing your character. I drink when I get the chance, but, uh, try not to on the job. What are those tools for? I'm the ship's carpenter, as well as surgeon, should the need arise. I repair any leaks that come up, fix the mast if something breaks, and so on. And what's your name, pray tell? I am Greth of the Androver clan. Greth Geth? or Greth? Greth, G-R-E-T-H. Androver clan? Dreth? Greth of the Androver clan? Androver. Androver. How do you spell that? O-M-D-R-O-V-E-R. What, what is your clan famous for? Are you all carpenters? No, most of my clan lives back in the mountains. I decided I'd had enough of that and decided to come out here and run my life my way. Is your clan from Glenhammer by any chance? Don't say that name around me. Oh, Ooh, we've struck yeah. a nerve. Mm. Okay. Hmm. 
<clears throat> so why, wait, why did you leave the mountain? You were tired of the king under the mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I've enjoyed my woodworking more than stonework, which is unusual for a dwarf, so I thought there would be more use for me away from my clan than back home. I see, I see. Now you said carpenter slash surgeon. You don't happen to use the same tools for surgeoning <laughs> that you do for carpentry, do you? What do you think the saw's for? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we don't have a surplus of tools here. I'll use whatever I have. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, nobody Remind get hurt. not to uh, get hurt on this voyage. Well, that's what happened to Captain Clapton, right? That's why he has wooden, <laughs> <laughs> wooden legs. So that's cool. So he can amputate your leg and then, like, carve you a wooden replacement. <laughs> Prosthetic. I'd say that's pretty handy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I like devices enough to be... To have one, <laughs> to be part of one. Well, how long you been sailing? Oh, eighty or ninety years now. Mm, yeah. Wow. Okay, that's a good. Uh, yeah, it's longer than any of us have been alive. All right. <laughs> yes, I've had many crewmates over the years. Most of them probably aren't alive anymore. Eighty or ninety years. You must have seen a lot of fighting, a lot of war, in all that time. Sea monsters. I have. Uh, sea monsters, yes, I've seen my share. Golly. So, if you've been sailing for 80 or 90 years, then you must be getting up there like, like, no offense, but you're like pretty old. We've already <laughs> called him out for being a dwarf, <laughs> now we're calling him out for being old. Why is he still talking to us? Uh, I left my clan when I was young, so I'm only 130. Oh, mm, man. So he's like, is his beard white? This is out of character. I'm asking like more about his appearance. Like, um, no, he's got like a it's like a gray, reddish brown beard. Oh wow, very full. Yeah, I forget how long dwarves live in this edition. Yeah, so who's older, you or Kenver? I'd imagine Kenver is older. And we all know who the youngest is on board this ship. Actually, we don't because we haven't met him yet. Can you like bring us to him and show us who he is and tell us all about him, or have him do that? Sure. Hey, Dexter, over here. The young boy comes up. He looks like he's adolescent, still growing into his full size. He scampers over excitedly. Yes, sir. What do you need? says, introduce yourself to these new crew members here. He bows to you three. bows his head. and says, good day. I'm Dexter Young. Hello, you are indeed. <laughs> <laughs> what up, Dex? Hi there, young lad. Aslo Tendertoe, at your service. Shabadabade, day, tribe of Rakashan. You may have heard of me. The name's Tokus. Pleased to meet you. You as well. What do you do here, Mr. Young? I do whatever needs doing. I'm typically the, one of the riggers, so I handle all the ropes and sails. I'm still learning the ropes, though. <laughs> <laughs> you've used that one before, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, you've been saving that one for sure. Got that one in the old hopper. I think that's probably where the phrase actually comes from. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Touche. <laughs> you notice that he's actually barefoot as he's running around. Huh. Hmm. Are you part halfling by any chance? <laughs> uh, no, why do you ask? Because your toe hair is admirable. Yes, yeah, I just noticed your, your beautiful bare feet there and was wondering what, uh, what the story is. I just find that it uh, makes it easier to climb up and down on all the ropes without slipping. Yeah, but what about the splinters? If you get too many splinters, this dwarf here will cut off your feet. <laughs> well, I don't think we have to worry about that on this ship. It's maintained well and top shape. Yeah, but what if you slip in Shaba's vomit? <laughs> <laughs> That's all cleaned up now, Tokus. It's not an issue. Oh, yeah, I wasn't supposed to say anything about that, was I? <laughs> it's really embarrassing, actually. I, like, turn red. He looks over at Shaba with a worried look. <laughs> I definitely didn't throw up, like, a hundred times before. Although he probably, like, saw me because he's been running around the ship the whole time. That wasn't me. That was another giant seven-and-a-half-foot-tall person who was swabbing the deck. Well, nice to meet you, Dexter. Yes. Uh, you too. Good day. We'll see you on deck, Dexter. Have a good one. And uh, will that be all, sir? Uh, yep. Go go about your business. He was addressing the dwarf. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he probably outranks us. This this dude. So Gref says yes, yes. Go on. And uh, Dexter runs off. <laughs> well, thanks, Gref. You're a real pal. Oh, sure. And if you ever need anything, come to me. I can give you a hand. Yeah, so what is it you do with yourself in between surgeries and woodworking projects? Oh, I assist with the rigging as well, and sometimes take a turn as the lookout. Could we see an example of your handiwork, perhaps? Is there something around here that you 
carved. <laughs> we like look over the bow and the masthead is like a dwarven woman with a mermaid's <laughs> tail and stuff. And, like super <laughs> intricate. Actually, the figurehead is a selkie, as the ship's name would suggest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Okay. No, did you do that? I have occasionally made some repairs to the figurehead, but I wasn't the original carver. Well, that's that's impressive. I pull out a, another potato skin and they say, "This is my handiwork." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of this? Well, isn't that something? <laughs> that's quaint. Maybe you could show me some of your skill. He reaches into a pouch and pulls out a piece of wood. It's beautifully carved into the shape of of, of a potato mermaid. Oh, okay. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> carved in the shape of a mermaid that's like perched atop a rock. This is a wooden potato. Gets them every time. I put it in the stew. I never know the difference till they bite down. <laughs> when I'm not busy with one of my assignments, I've spent quite a lot of time practicing my whittling. That's quite good. Uh, thank you. I bet Shaba could do better, though. Uh, uh, I could probably, like, do something and think it's better, but it probably wouldn't actually be. Nonsense, Shaba. You're the best whittler I know. Ooh, let's have a whittle-off. <laughs> a whittling <laughs> contest. Yeah, it's time for a montage. Whittling montage. It's just like us like both sweating with like a little knife. Like. And we could have some, some background music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Like throwing down dun, dun, our stuff dun, dun. in frustration. I can't do it. I've given my heart and soul. Just peelings going flying in the air. Wood shavings. Taking everything I have. I got nothing more to give. <laughs> The Damage Guild Podcast, your weekly dose of bardic inspiration. Hello, everybody. It's Jay. Welcome back to another episode of the DGP, lucky episode 13. We're so glad that you're here, and we hope that you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. First of all, I just wanted to apologize. I know there's weird stuff going on with Brian's audio the last few episodes. We ran into a bit of a snafu, but uh, don't worry. Everything goes back to normal shortly. So just bear with us and uh, cool your jets, all right? Quit being so demanding. As always, if you want to get at us, uh, guild at thedamageguild.com. You can go to our site, thedamageguild.com. There's a contact form there. You can hit us up on Twitter, twitter.com slash damageguild, facebook.com slash damageguild, twitch.tv slash damageguild. Any site you go to, just type slash damageguild, and there we are. If you want to get a royal decree on the show, go to thedamageguild.com slash decree. There's also a link uh, up in the top menu. If you have a message you want to deliver to someone you know, you can do that. We'll read it right here on the air, and we'll do a great job. Also, a special request this week. We just got featured on Player FM's Best D&D Podcast of 2018 featured page. So if you really, really want to help us out, and I hope that you do, player.fm keeps its own independent subscriber tally that has nothing to do with whether you've subscribed anywhere else. Our placement on that featured page is based on how many subscribers we have versus other D&D podcasts. That's already given us a big traffic boost just by being featured there. It's got high search engine placement. It's a so a way that people find D&D podcasts. So if you want a lot of other people to find us, which we certainly do, that is a fantastic way to to help that happen. It seriously only takes two seconds. Again, that's player.fm. You can use a, your social login, so like your Gmail account. You don't have to worry about making a separate username and password. Find us and hit the subscribe button. You don't Heck, you don't even have to use the site ever again. Although it's a fantastic site if you like podcasts, just saying, it's worth checking out. Please, if you would do that, we would really like to get at least a couple of dozen extra subscribes on there. That would move us up past a lot of the other podcasts so that more people can notice us and give us a try. Again, that's player.fm and do a quick search for us. So that would be awesome. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for going out there, spreading the word and doing what you do for us. We are in love with all of you. And we'll see you next week. Now, let's jump back into the episode. This is the Damage Guild Podcast.
Um, okay. Can we make insight checks just generally with everyone that we talk to? Again, just to see if there's anything weird or out of place. Okay. If you have anything specific that you wanted to ask about, that would definitely improve your chances of getting a result. <laughs> right, we gotta ask them a question, and then we gotta see if they do that weird thing with their eyes. You know, that they, like, blink two times, then they're lying. Well, we're not at the point of interrogating anybody yet. I don't know that we have anything specific. Oh. Well, let me go get a light, a lamp. I'd like to gain uncanny insight about them. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to get a general read here. That'd be a 16 for me. Okay, as far as you can tell, everyone you've talked to seems like they're just doing their jobs. They're, you know, some of them have seemed friendly, some less so, but you don't know if that's just down to the individual or... You haven't noticed anyone hiding anything in particular. Okay. Alright, uh, I'm gonna go down and check on Stripey real quick. Just make sure he's doing okay. He's probably, like, eaten through half of the little snacks and stuff that they've been hiding. <laughs> Every sailor must bring little treats, like candies and stuff, with them. When all the rations are done. You find him poking out of one of the bags. <laughs> He's like <laughs> chewed a hole through it. <laughs> hey, Stripey, all right, just make a cheer, okay. And I go back. <laughs> so you've met everyone, and eventually Anton enlists a few of you to go down and carry up lunch. It's a big pot of stew, and you enjoy your potato stew with a little bit of other mm. stuff in it. <laughs> nice. And you do occasionally find pieces of troll head potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he chopped it up. Yeah, he yeah. like carved little figurines and then he just like dismembered them all. And there's just like random arms coming out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look what I got. It's like on my spoon. Kenver comes down to eat. And he says, so you wanted to talk? Yeah, Kenver. Hey. Ken. Kenny. Can I call you Kenny? No. <laughs> well, okay. You can All call right. me Kendra, which is my name. Tell me, tell me your story, Ken, or just any story. Just if you know any good ones. Yeah, you know any jokes? <laughs> Not sure that there is really much to tell, but uh, I've been sailing for a while. <laughs> I'm a thousand years old. Nothing really to say. <laughs> how old are you exactly, Kendra? Shaba, elves find that very offensive. You're supposed to ask him how young. <laughs> yeah, how many years <laughs> young are you? Um, coming on 200. 200? Wow. What were things like 200 years ago? Uh, honestly, not all that different from today. I mean, there's been advances, sure, but uh, war never changes. No. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> war. War never changes. Borders change all the time, countries come and go, but the sea is always there for me, nice and steady home. You were almost alive when there was only one country. That was a little before my time, but um, my parents used to tell me some about it. That's right, they must have been around. How did you manage to get by all these years with all these wars going on? Were you a soldier? Or just did you just flee to the ocean to get away from it all? I've been sailing ships for 60 or 70 years, I'd think. I've been sailing ships since before there were ships. Yeah, they don't let you serve in the elven armies till you're 150 or so. I came off as a sailor and decided I didn't care much for all that warfare. The sea seemed safe enough to me. I don't blame you there. Well, um, keep, uh, keep looking out, and we'll keep looking up at you. Keep those elven eyes sharp and let us know if they see anything. I try to break up the conversation, <laughs> and, uh, I think Aslo would do a better job than I would. So I whisper to you, Aslo, I say, weren't we going to ask him about his magic? <gasps> oh, yeah. Oh, we, that's we, right. We were totally going to do that. So you... Um, yeah, yeah, go so ahead. So you, Aslo. like, use magic and stuff. I mean, okay. One of the other crew members mentioned offhand that you dabble in magic. Oh, well, you might say I'm a magician of sorts. I've studied some. My parents taught me a bit before I left home. Are we talking, like, cantrips, first-level spells, second-level spells? What are we working <laughs> with here? I don't have much on the way of big, flashy spells. I have a few tricks that might help to defend us in case things come up. Most of my magic is geared towards helping me out. Simple things like repairing brakes or helping to work my spyglass to let me see a bit farther. Hmm, tricks of the trade. Nothing much to be excited about. Let's put it this way. Do you have any levels in a character class? <laughs> <laughs> the spells in the player's handbook are all geared towards adventurers, so there's probably yeah. many, many more spells out there that you would not see there. Lots of little cantrips and stuff for random things. How about you three? What do you bring to the ship? Nothing, really. 
<laughs> just, We're just, a just bunch along of for the ride. No talent jokers. Three empty stomachs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, three mouths to feed. Yeah, three mouths to feed. Yeah, that's it. Uh, no, I'm, I mean, I'm big, so that's my primary talent. I plan to break, I mean, fix some things. <laughs> well, we all got our thoughts somewhere. We did bring an entertainer with us. Well, I don't... Let's let's not get carried away. An entertainer? What sort of entertainment do you do? Uh, I do car- cartwheels. Uh, <laughs> yeah. and that's what he was referring to, yep. and nothing else. And that's it. I just do cartwheels and, and jumping jacks. Well, that's not very amusing. <laughs> <laughs> no, it amuses so him, and that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. As long as we can keep him entertained, yeah. that's to- all we have to worry about. Tokus has a very, very active mind. He needs a lot of stim- stimulation. <laughs> well, Kenver, I uh, hope you enjoyed your meal. We'll talk to you later. Like I said, if you see anything from that crow's nest, just holler. That's my job. And <laughs> you want to know about <laughs> all we'll the different you. sea monsters you might see. I'd love to see one up close. Not too close. Could study it a little bit better. I'd really rather not. <laughs> Maybe we could cut out its eyeballs and make a potion from it. <laughs> we stand around awkwardly while the rest of the crew finishes their meal. <laughs> they put you to work for the rest of the day, you know, preparing more food, swabbing more decks. If I see another potato... <laughs> <laughs> Dexter starts to teach you a little bit about how to work some of the simpler parts of the rigging so you can help him out. And basically, the rest of the day passes uneventfully. When night comes, they change lookouts. Most of them go down into the cabin to sleep. They don't have a hammock big enough for Shaba. <laughs> at least not to be comfortable. Did we end up finding one for Stripey? <laughs> well, I don't know if he would really stay in the hammock either. He might just claw his way through or something. Shaba can use Stripey as a pillow. Yeah, I probably wouldn't want to sleep in a hammock either because it would just make me more seasick. You know, I'm fine with hard ground. I'm probably fine with a hard planks beneath my back. So I just sleep lying on my back with Stripey curled up on my stomach. And the other two, I suppose, sleep in hammocks. They share one hammock. (laughs) (laughs) We lay so that our feet are, like, flat against each other, and we just kind of support each other that way. Right, right. By the way, um, are you wearing, I guess this only really applies to Tokus, are you wearing your armor while you're out here? To sleep? Not to sleep, but on the ship. Uh, yeah, I never took it off, did I? I mean, you would to sleep, but would you put it back on throughout the day? Hmm, that's a good question. Well, you never know when there's going to be pirates or sea monsters, so... Yeah, but if you fall overboard... I would sink, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are technically security detail, even if no one knows it. Yeah. Is there a way I can, like, leave on, like, some of my armor? <laughs> Can I be, like, half-clad? It's one, it's one or the other. I'd leave it on. I mean, just don't go near the railing. You could leave on, like, your van braces and... Right, I need my hands. I, I don't have my gauntlets on. So maybe not, like, my helmet and my gauntlets. So, yeah. okay, you just got the leg armor on and maybe upper arm. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right. Okay, so we'll say if you need to put it on, you can do it a little bit faster than usual. Mm-hmm. Okay, just wondering because in case someone falls overboard or... Oh, I thought you were saying in case we have a battle. (laughs) Or if there's a battle. Because we haven't done battle in a little bit. (laughs) Either way. So you wake up the next day and... There was a sea monster. (laughs) And you missed the whole fight. Yeah. Dang it. Oh, no. The sea monster came. Oh, I didn't even get to see it. They chopped it up and threw it did in the stew. we slept through this? <laughs> How did we sleep through this? Uh, so, second day seems to be going pretty much like the first. You have breakfast, which is rather bland and boring. Just the way I like it. <laughs> so <laughs> plain. Like in heaven. Like, oh, this gruel is so tasty. So <laughs> you can see that you're actually following along the shoreline now. The shore seems to be mostly forested at this point, but you're still several miles away. Occasionally, Dexter or Greth will come up and chat with you for a little while about how things are going, how you feel on the ship, if you're seasick, if you're okay, or whatever. Evening approaches, the activity starts to increase as the ship turns towards land, and you can see a town off in the distance lit up and you are ushered below deck after doing what little you can with the rigging. The rest of the crew handles actually docking. And you've arrived in Lavenport. Hooray! Lavenport. 
All right. Solid ground. Oh, couldn't have come soon enough. Do you kiss the ground, Chava? <laughs> Once we're off, man. Once we're <laughs> off board, yes, I will. Colby, the bosun, comes down and fetches you from below deck. Says, you're free to spend the night how you see fit, but we expect you back here early morning to help unload and load up the new cargo. We'll be leaving early afternoon. We're not loading much at this port. On that note, we should double check the cargo, scope it out really quick, make sure it's the same as when you saw it, Shaba. Yeah. And, um... Oh, before they unload. Yeah. yeah. So since we're down below decks mm. before we even go up and before they start unloading stuff, we'll go just take a quick peek. Take inventory. Okay. Assume you do that when no one's looking. Yeah. Although I guess if they're going to unload some and bring in new stuff, then it's naturally going to be a different amount when they come back. Well, yeah, it will be different, but we want to make sure that like nothing's changed during the voyage, like over sea. Well, you're supposed to be helping with loading and unloading. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, we'll check now before we leave. Yeah. You look it over, no one seems to notice anything that's changed. I mean, the boxes have shifted around a bit with the swaying sure. of the boat, but that's about it. But nothing's missing okay. as far as we can see. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, I don't know if we necessarily, and Aslo, this is up to you, if you want to make any expenditures as far as staying in an inn. Of course, I want to not be on the boat overnight, but at the same time, if the boat's docked and it's not moving, then I don't necessarily mind it so much if it saves the company money. So up to you guys what you want to do. Um, let's stay on the ship. Okay. Yeah, we'll get off and look around. Get and- off, walk around, uh, enjoy the, the, the ground, but then, yeah, we'll sleep on the ship. See all that Lavenport has to offer? Mm-hmm. Since this is an unfamiliar place, I'm going to walk with Stripey on my shoulder. Uh, instead of on the ground, because I don't want him to like get trampled in the crowds or anything like that. So, as you get off the ship, you look around and you see Havenport spread out before you. It's a not nearly as nice or affluent town as most of Nanept is. So you can see a lot of the buildings are on the smaller side, mostly one story. Near the docks, there are several large warehouses, as well as rather loud and rowdy taverns. that can see a few of your crewmates heading off towards some of the taverns. Well, what do you guys think? Shall we get a few pints with the dwarf? Yeah, let's find the rowdiest tavern we can. (laughs) Is there any particular person that you wanted to go with? Definitely the dwarf. Going with the dwarf. (laughs) Yeah, let's go with the dwarf. Tokus' stereotypical comment earlier got me thinking about how the dwarves know the best places to drink in any town they've been to before. So we follow the dwarves. It was rather stereotypical. (laughs) I didn't realize my my character was so racist. (laughs) No, I think we all knew that. Oh. It's news to me. Maybe not, like, intentionally. You just sort of are because of how blunt and forward you are about things. You just kind of, like, speak yeah. your mind. Yeah, like, yeah, you're, you're a dwarf, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out of character real quick. Thane was almost hinting as if maybe we should have picked a particular person to tail, but I think starting with where the dwarf is drinking is fine. Yeah. We should stop, stop saying the dwarf and we should use his real name, which is... G- <laughs> yeah, Greth. G- Greth. Greth, yeah. Hey, let's, let's see where Greth, which uh, tavern Greth picks, huh? Okay. Do you, like, follow him at a distance? Or are you walking up along with him? No, well, since he, like, it was him and, and Dexter who were the most talkative, who, like, actually came to check up on us, so they seem like the most social guys aboard, so we figure we could just walk with him and he won't mind some company. Sure, feel free to join in. So where, where are you taking us? Ah, uh, it's a nice little place, you'll love it. <laughs> it's just up ahead. He leads you down some of the side streets into a little alleyway, and... So pulls out a knife and stabs you in the back. <laughs> oh, no. You're going to fix this, right? <laughs> I just wanted to practice. <laughs> practice my <laughs> surgery. So you find yourselves coming up to the blustery bilge pump. <laughs> oh, man. Mm. What are they pumping in here? <laughs> yeah, right? That's what I want to know. Sounds sweet. This is a two-story tavern with lots of laughing and music and cups clanking. All right, drunk people hanging out the windows. Yeah, yes. drunks everywhere. <laughs> nice. After a voyage like that, I need to blow off some steam. So Greth goes over to the counter of the bar and orders some nice mead. Whoo! So I say, Aslo, can I get an advance on my 401k? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to knock a couple back here. Yeah. 
<laughs> like to reinvest it into some some brews, yeah. if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I'd like to rent a couple brews. I'd like to uh, fortify your constitution. Oh yeah. Um, don't know that I can really justify this one as a as a company expense. Um, if you have any any gold, uh, if you have any money on you, then you're certainly welcome to spend. I any- don't remember. I had nine gold, and you loaned me a gold to buy the sword that I have. That's right. Yes, of course. You know what? I'm feeling generous tonight. I'll uh, I'll give you each a uh, copper to spend as, oh, as you see fit. You are. Oh wow! <laughs> a whole, one whole copper. <laughs> You're the king of generosity. I might get a thimble full of ale for this much. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Don't go spending it all in one place now. So we'll each take a copper. <laughs> all right. I mean, I kind of wanted what he's drinking. <laughs> yeah, that looks good. All right. Well, uh, I go up to the barkeep and say. Oi, what can I get for this? Like, I, I pretend to be a sailor. Yar. He looks down at it and raises his eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like your finest ale that this will buy. <laughs> you can keep the change. He takes the copper piece first before pouring you anything. <laughs> and then takes out a cup and gives you half a glass of some nasty looking ale or something. Is it plain? Some grog, maybe? <laughs> Maybe I don't mind it so much. You know what I should have done was use the fishing tackle to, to catch some fish while we were aboard. So that way I could have sold them and gotten some drinking money. Mm. Remind me to do that before we get to the next town. Next time. So you order your drinks? Uh, copper piece isn't going to really do anything for me, so I donate my copper piece to Tokus's cause. See if we can <laughs> we can get him a little, uh, little buzzed. <laughs> so, Tokus, you get a full glass of... Whatever that was. <laughs> nice. Some more sludge. And right as you start start drinking it, I say, so, Tokus, you were saying that, that rock gnomes are practically dwarves, right? That must mean you are able to hold your liquor really well. Oh, absolutely. We can really put it away. <laughs> That's how we spend a lot of our time. Would you say better than a dwarf? Uh, no, no, not better than a dwarf. <laughs> and I kind of raise my voice a little bit to make sure that Greth hears us? <laughs> no, no, I mean, certainly. I thought that's we, what I heard never, you say uh, last night. You- no, we can't outdrink dwarves. Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's not possible. Especially not on two copper. <laughs> I look over at Greth to see if he's reacting at all. He's got his head cocked to the side and a sly smile on his face, but he's not saying anything at the moment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on, old Greth. Okay, so I knock those two back pretty quickly. Yeah, and I see Greth and Tokus sipping their ale, and I'm like looking longingly at them and kind of jealously. And so finally, I like push my chair up and lumber over to the bar. And I say, what can I get for this? And I take out the crowbar and slam it onto the counter. (laughs) (laughs) I need a drink. We don't barter here. Is there a shop that's still open that I can trade this in for some scratch? Might be something. You're asking the wrong place. (laughs) All right, I take my crowbar and leave. I'm like, all right, guys, I'll be back in like two seconds. Can you watch Stripey real quick? (laughs) But Strafe was on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's right. I figured I'd put him down on the table when we got to the tavern. <laughs> All right, I'll take him with me. I'll be I'll be right back. I go out and see if I can find a store or a, or a merchant or anybody who wants to buy a crowbar. <laughs> Do an investigation check. All right. Shaba's going to get lost in the city <laughs> while we're drinking. I, I see it coming. I got a seven. Okay. You find a few shops and try to get them to buy your crowbar from you, but no one seems interested. I take out my sword. How about this? Whoa, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't mean that. Fine, like I'll a, buy your crowbar. Like a threatening way. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. I guess that got the job done. All right. How much will you give me for the crowbar? <laughs> But Chaba, your alignment, your... <laughs> I'll give you one gold for it. Perfect. I can get super drunk off a gold piece. Thank you. All right. <laughs> really making a good name for yourself in this <laughs> I sheathe my sword and push the crowbar across and swipe the gold and go back to the tavern. And I slam the gold down on the counter and I'm like, pour me a couple of drinks. 
you were a pirate this whole time and you didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to explain that to us? Like, you come back with a gold piece. We're like, where'd you get this? <laughs> I sold some company assets to invest in a couple others. That's all. Nobody's going to buy a crowbar shop. What, what did you do? Yep, you're right. I, I just... I found a gold piece that someone had dropped on the, in the, on the ground, and it was heads up, so I figured it was lucky I picked it up. Ah. Uh, yeah, just pour me, like, literally all the ale I can get for this gold piece. All at once? But you don't care about quality? I just, yeah, no, I don't. I mean, I'm, this was so stressful the last two days, even though, like, I eventually got over it. Just the traveling and, like, being on the ship, the unfamiliar experience was really, really stressful. He sets out a pitcher in front of you along with the glass. <laughs> I take the pitcher and leave the glass. <laughs> and come back to the table. I'm like, all right, now all is right with the world. Gress looks over as you're drinking and says, you've got strong liver in there. <laughs> well, I'm a large fellow. It takes a lot. Don't giants have multiple livers? <laughs> I thought I read that somewhere. I don't know how many livers I have. All I know is that this is what it takes. Let's say we have a friendly competition, you and I. Hey, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> a friendly competition? Uh, how about a, a wager? Oh, mm. and what's your bet? Uh, my bet is that I can drink this entire pitcher of ale. <laughs> and if I that's do... It's not much of a contest. <laughs> have you ever done this before? <laughs> Why don't we have Aslo organize the competition and the stakes? Yeah, I will, I will organize the proceeding. You just do the drinking. Yeah, I figure I can't lose. Shaba will put up Stripey. What about you, Greg? What are you wagering? <laughs> uh, I'm not going to gamble over some badger. Yeah, now notice this is not like for ownership of the badger. This is just for his friendship. So you get Stripey's friendship if you win. <laughs> and then what will you give me? Shaba, you might have to actually put up something. Yeah, I think you're going to have to up the wager. But can you really put a price tag on friendship? What other belongings do you have? What about one of those things you've carved? Or the, the potato peeling? How's this sound? The winner gets to drink the rest of the other's leftovers. Nope, I'm not going to have any leftovers. <laughs> oh, I've got it. Whoever loses has to be the one to swab the deck for the rest of the journey. Ah, yeah, there you go. Deck swabbing rights. All right, that works. That doesn't seem like you're wagering much since that's already your job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you win, I'll swab the deck for you. And if I win... Then you can teach me how to be a carpenter so I can do all the sawing while you sit back and watch. So we'll, tra so we'll say the loser has to do the other one's job where applicable. So if you have like a big plank you need to saw through, then you just tell me where to cut and I'll do all the hard work. All right. Whoever drinks more without going under the table wins. Sounds good. That's my aim tonight is to drink a lot. Wait, I, I turned to Aslo. What were the stakes again? I think they just both want to drink a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what's <laughs> happening right now. I think the whole wager thing just went right out the door. Just let them go Doing for each it. other's jobs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but a job exchange only lasts up until Triviset. The next port? Okay. Captain wouldn't like it if someone else were doing my duties longer than that. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so series of constitution checks. Okay. I think, just of note, I think that my, uh, I know he's a dwarf and everything, but <clears throat> since I'm technically not a large creature, but my lifting and carrying capacity qualifies me as one, I think there should be some kind of advantage here, too, because I'm seven and a half feet tall and, like, however many hundreds of pounds. It's going to take quite a lot to, like, affect me as such a big dude. Yeah, what's your constitution? My constitution is a 13. But, like, you know what I'm mm. saying? Like, I'm not, like, a regular human at, with a 13 constitution. I'm a huge seven and a half foot tall Goliath with a 13 constitution. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, like, advantage or something? Not advantage, checks. that's a little much. Like plus. But yeah. I'll alter the DCs. Okay. You've each already had a couple of glasses when this starts off, so we'll see where it goes from here. First check. All right, gentlemen. Start your mugs. <laughs> On your marks. Get set. Drink. All right. Chug, 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 chug. I got chug. a six. <laughs> okay. Oh no. <laughs> You're starting to feel a little bit buzzed there. Okay. He takes his, doesn't show any signs of problems. Like I said, this is a win win for me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Shab, I think you're going to be doing double duty for the rest of the trip. <laughs> if I get to do something more interesting than swabbing the deck, then hey, that's also a win. So I'm in pretty good shape here. It's like a win-win-win. Are you saying you're throwing? Are you throwing the drinking contest? Yeah, I'm like voluntarily going to fail my Constitution checks and just chug the rest of this pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> All right, second round. Oh, I rolled an 18 that time, so 19. Okay, so you're still going strong. Third round. Ha-ha! <laughs> rolled a one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay, so after, since you've, each, you've had a couple before now, this is about your fifth mug full, you start to feel extremely woozy. All right. And you just kind of... Shaba, do you feel okay? <laughs> Dude, I feel wonderful right now. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> You're still conscious, but you are not holding up well. How's Greth doing? Greth seems perfectly fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Are you sure you want to keep going? Hey, I invested an entire gold piece. This is a lot of alcohol, okay? We're going we're gonna to go. We're going to go. We're going to keep going. Have it your way. At least that's what he pictures himself saying. It actually comes out as... <laughs> I got a four that time. Okay, with those two spectacularly failed checks, <laughs> you soon collapse to the table oh, and yeah. are just kind of mumbling and barely conscious. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Okay. Shava? You notice Greth starts wobbling a little bit. As he puts down his last <laughs> cup, but he's Ooh. still holding up. Mission accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> sounds more like. <laughs> oh, you know what, Shabba? I just realized I could have given you bardic inspiration. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. You did give it to I me earlier just in the day, and uh, yeah. yeah, and it ran out. I didn't never even used it. You here? <laughs> Shame to see the rest of that ale go to waste. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one of those. And I take one of his... We don't want to pour that down the drain. My character's kind of drunk at this point, so I, I lean over and I say, you know, rock gnomes are basically like dwarves, right? I mean, like <laughs> distantly related cousins. We both live in holes of the ground. I mean, think about it. As I'm sipping Shaba's ale. Kreth looks at you. Many things live in holes in the ground. <laughs> and he takes a very noticeable look over at Stripey. <laughs> Are you saying I'm more related to this badger? Well, don't gnomes talk to animals? Uh, I don't like that particular animal. I've never tried. Stripey's like licking up the puddle of drool underneath my face. <laughs> He's trying to make sure you don't drown. <laughs> yeah. While also getting drunk himself. <laughs> so everyone gets gloriously drunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished, as Shaba hey, right. tried to say. I think that's what he was trying to say. Aslo, did you have anything to drink? Or? Uh, yeah, because I gave each of us a copper from, from Party Gold, so I, I went ahead and got something, too. Your half glass. Yep. You like the, the designated driver here? Like, you didn't get nearly as drunk yeah, as basically. the rest of us? A designated walker. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the question is, how do you guys carry me back, like, w over your shoulders? I was just shoulders? starting to wonder the same thing. <laughs> um, I think mm. between the three of us, we just all grab onto different limbs of Shabba's and just sort of drag him back to the ship. <laughs> no, I imagine Greth would be pretty... He's, he's a pretty hearty fellow. I imagine he'd yeah. be able to he can like a lot of weight. Pull me, oh, like, by the arms over his back while you guys each take a foot. Yeah. And just yeah, like, pretty much. <laughs> carry me back that way. All right. With Stripey on top, <laughs> like on lookout duty. <laughs> so I assume I just wake up in the ship not knowing how I got back. Yeah, you'll wake up sometime the next morning. I get another good night's sleep trying to work through that fatigue I gave myself <laughs> the other day. Mm. So morning comes all too soon, and you Ooh. struggle to your feet, Shaba. Whew, that was a good night. I don't remember it, but... The less you remember, the better it must have been. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All three of you give me constitution checks. Ooh. Yeah, I'm probably not feeling so good. I got a seven. I got a 17. Also a 17. Okay, so Aslo is perfectly fine. You didn't drink much anyway. Tokus didn't get nearly as drunk as Shaba, but you still have a decent hangover. Mm. So it hurts when you step out onto the deck and your vision is filled with the bright sunlight. 
<laughs> and Shadla, I guess your body works its way through the alcohol pretty quickly, so you end up feeling about the same as Tokus does. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you all come out on deck. Several of your other crewmates are starting to get things ready, opening up the great Captain Hawking is off the ship talking to someone on the docks, and Byron comes up to you three and says, you three wouldn't have happened to spend last night with any of our other crewmates, did you? Yeah, we, we were with uh, the, the dwarf. We were with... We were with Greth, drinking. Greth. Just Greth? Yeah, we went to the, the pump place. Yeah, the bilge pump. We went to the blustery yeah. bilge pump, and we drank ourselves silly with Greth, and it was a lot of fun. Thanks for asking. What about you? What did you do? He ignores the question and waves it off. Uh, just, uh, just start unloading what people tell you to. What's wrong, Byron? What's bothering you? You seem out of sorts. Uh, no, it's just still trying to get everyone back together. Did someone not come back last night? Many of the crew members didn't come back last night. It's just, I was hoping you'd know where some of the people would still be this morning. You told everybody to be back here? To help unload? Yeah, we were going to unload the cargo today, Shaba. Don't you remember? Yeah, I remember he told us that, but I'm, I'm asking he told everybody else on the crew to be back as well. Yes, everyone's supposed to be back. And certain people are not back who are supposed to be. Well, who's who's missing? Because we spent the night with our dwarf, dwarven friend. Alshaz and Anton aren't back yet. Maybe one of them just drank too much. I don't know. Everybody else present and accounted for? Yeah, you can see just looking around on the ship, you can see that they're back. Hmm. hmm. So Alshaz and Anton are nowhere to be found, and it's time to unload. Unload.